Good afternoon and welcome to Hockey 24-7 on tour. I'm down at the Indoor IPT in Durban. It is Tyron Jabu Barnard alone, not with Derek. He's uh, looking after the offices up in Joburg. Well, I'm down here in the sun, the sea, and of course not the electricity as we are once again hit by load shedding. But it's a great time as ever to uh, catch up with a hockey person and chat all things indoor hockey. And nobody better than the current men's national coach, David Joshua. David, welcome uh, to Hockey 24-7. Thanks so much. We've been talking about this conversation for a while now. Um, I'm glad we can finally make it happen. Yeah, fantastic stuff. When you hear that introduction, does it does it hit home yet? Um, David Joshua, national men's indoor coach. Anything to do with South African sports, South African hockey, always hits home. Uh, one of the my opening line to the national men taking on the Swiss was to be the best version of a South African sportsman that you can be. To put it bluntly, the best version of our Protea. That is my opening line. So, absolutely passionate about South African sports. Absolutely passionate about indoor hockey. Putting us back on the map after our year in dormant. Or our dormant year, should I say. It's, um, it's quite exciting for the road ahead. This being our, our year leading up to the World Cup. Yeah, and you spoke about the fact that it was a dormant year. Um and if you think about it, you know, you took over first time the SMN had played in over a year since the World Cup, almost 800 days, I think it was, something between between fixtures. The World Cup was really not a high point for us. So it was great to qualify, but the wheels derailed on the, the bus a little bit. And, and in truth, SMN's into hockey was kind of in a, in a lost place. But all of a sudden, after a great uh, Switzerland series, there's new excitement. We see youngsters coming through. How important do you think that Swiss series was in just starting us to turn that corner again? Yeah, the Switzerland series came at the right time. I know it wasn't led by the men, but all um, all due to, to Lenny for inviting us and, and opening the men up again. You know, he obviously put the invitation out to the Swiss. They accepted and we, we're back on the map. And again... You need indoor hockey people to look after indoor hockey. It is a sport on its own within the southern, the South African hockey structure. And, and let's talk about that Switzerland series. Um, I'm just opening the the results here. But in truth, uh, you were given a squad of a, a squad of what was it, 18, 20 players? 20, 23. 23 players over six tests. Six tests. Um, we were playing Switzerland, one of the top ten nations in the world. In truth, we weren't really expected to to go in there and, and compete. We obviously we were optimistic, but if we had gone into that series and lost all six tests but competed, we probably would have been happy. We didn't do that. We drew the opening game two two, then we won four three four three six five, and in the last two really ramped home our our superiority. In truth, with a four two and four one win. I mean. Is this as uh, as proud as you've been as a, a South African hockey coach? Yeah, look, taking this on, the brief was guard and compete. You know, you have 20, 23 talented players that will play three games each on average. And let's see what they have. Amongst that, 50% was youth, up-and-coming young players that have come through the ranks of PSI. So, yes, it's a dream come true. You couldn't have asked for a better start. You know, um, the talent, the excitement, the amount of energy 
and a new culture that we started fresh everybody just absorbed it and and went with it it was nobody held back everybody bought into what we were trying to achieve and i think at the same time it was probably a very good start for sa indoor after a year with with no fixtures or, or zero series and what is that what is the plan now going forward because obviously we need to get more hockey you have secured a series against namibia um so tell us about that and then uh, what's the plan after that yeah well, the plan now is again as we know we are selecting a squad of 22 which is once again an exciting part of our process selecting a squad for the next world cup so it's really an opportunity for us to get some games under about before afcon in june that's the first priority and again maybe a trial basis for for any new players that come into the squad if any you know so there's there's a vision and the vision starts end of the month 27th we kick off with the six match test series against namibia um there's quite a few exciting things happening within the next three weeks yeah and obviously for for the listeners it is really exciting for me myself uh, i'm a joburg boy or technically a joburg boy i'm joburg extension um let's just put it out there. i'm an easter ender but uh, we will be playing namibia in joburg and so that means i don't need to fly anywhere um it's so great to get some international hockey there it will be six matches of which two will be unofficial if i'm correct all right and and four games and again i think what we've seen from lenny and the girls over the years is that uh you know you earn your rights to play the top 10 nations and you start by playing your southern african neighbors is that similar to how you view it or i think it's the the easier of of the two things to do and you know there's no there's no harm in doing that test matches are test matches and playing is the most important part who you play is irrelevant you know there's there's a starting point and then there's a preparation phase and we are at a starting point we are we've got just under 12 months to go to to the world cup less than four months to go to afcon and this is our start of our preparation to afcon and david i mean obviously now we're sitting here at ipt we've uh, you've got a new selection panel yourself robin jones greg white are the three of you sitting there and seeing the the energy of the guys uh, being raised a little bit? You would you were part of RPT last year, not in a selection role, but there definitely was a little bit of a flatness at RPT because there was this in unsurety or whatever you call it, this uh, complete unknown of what's going to happen with the men's indoor hockey. Have you felt that there's been a bit of better urgency or, or commitment from players this year now that there's a program back? absolutely there's there's no doubt you we're getting let's say we're getting 10 percent extra out of every player on the park those that really want to fight for contention are giving a bit more um i don't know if you've realized the time but the the competitiveness and and the passion shown this year compared to maybe let's call it the past two ipts has really raised the bar you know i'm quite excited to see that players are passionate about it they are sh- they're purely playing to make the squad I can see who's who's in it for that, and I can see who's really just passionate to know that indoor hockey's on the up for the men again. Yeah, absolutely, and I think it it, it goes without saying that uh, I I do believe that indoor hockey, because of what we've got with PSI, because of the culture that we've got here, is a is the form of the game that we really should focus on cracking into that top eight, top six in the world. Because I think it's it's not beyond our means. Um, I don't think anywhere other than Germany have as good a youth system as we do. That's a very valid point. And again, winning the Swiss series, yeah, there are a 
we could debate a number of things there. But nonetheless, it has excited the players themselves as to what is possible. You know, if we, you talk about top six, top eight, it's possible after beating a top ten nation. And uh, if, you, if you take a step back quickly and, and you look at uh, the youngsters that you brought in, obviously the names we all talk about are the Kasim brothers and they played their debut. Chad Futcher is an absolutely outstanding um, youngster. And, and, you know, a few years back we spoke about the fact that Germany won the World Cup with an average age of 36. How important do you believe the, the blend is between the youngsters, the Kasim, the Futcher, and the more experienced like a Jethro Eustace or a Justin Domlio or someone like that? Yeah, they say you can never discredit experience. Experience counts for a lot more than we think. But at the same time, I believe the balance. You know, you can have an experienced player and you can have a really mature young player. And if you find the balance of, of those three characteristics or attributes, you, have, you really have a recipe for absolute success. And what about the challenge of, of sharing the load? Because obviously, when you look at a Mustafa Kasim who has burst onto the scenes both in indoor and outdoor, he's 18 years old, Isanda 18 wants him, Isanda 21 wants him, senior men want him, indoor men want him. His school wants him, varsities all want him. You know, what, what's the kind of message to a player like that in order to manage their workload? I mean, you don't want to discourage them from playing, but, um, you know, we also can't burn these youngsters out. I think the message is not more to, not really about the player, it's more to us as coaches. It's, it's our role. It's our job to, to manage, protect, look after the talent because at the end of the day, if we burn it out we will not have it nobody will benefit you know so the player will always do what's what is instructed by the most the most senior but also any senior coach um it's it's about a relationship amongst all those those stakeholders we all need to put in our two cents and make decisions on behalf of the player yeah and, and i'm glad you say that uh, today as we're recording is gareth ewing's birthday and he's the the national coach have you had a sit down with him about the management and the workload of players? We've actually had a strong discussion. Um, one around AFCON and what's happening if there's any clash. Um, two about any camp or series between now and AFCON. And most importantly, if I, I'm not going to hold any player to, to play ahead of the Olympics, to be honest. It's if, they are not, if the players are not available due to safety, um, protecting them from possible injury, I'm going to do that. Any player would, will dream of going to the Olympics and playing indoor World Cup within six months of each other. Yeah, I mean, that's spot on. I mean, as, as a man who indoor hockey is my first love between the two, if I was a player and I was never a good enough player, but if I was a player that was offered the opportunity to go to the Olympics, that would be my first focus yeah. in those uh, six months. Indoor hockey, PSI, great feeder system. You've been involved in PSI for many, many years, but specifically more you've done a lot more psi on the girls side of things how do you find uh, the the major differences between the coaching of the girls and guys um ty that's it's been an interesting question i mean i've been involved with girls and guys throughout my career at at all levels i just thoroughly enjoy coaching to be honest you know girls you can be slightly more technical in order for them to execute whereas guys they don't have to be the most technically correct player in order to execute so there's a fine balance I absolutely enjoy the speed of the men's game, um, but I also enjoy coaching the technicalities of the ladies' game. So, 
Yeah, I just, just put it bluntly, I thoroughly enjoy coaching. And uh, we saw when you were coaching Northern Blues men that you had implemented a clear plan and we're starting to see that you've got a clear plan uh, for the SA men. Obviously, we won't say too much here in case uh, Trevor Cormack's listening. Um, but has that always been a category or a characteristic of, of your coaching, that you have a clear plan that you're working towards and you, you find players and coaches that work along it? Or do you like to see yourself more as a, an open book who shifts the plan based on who you identify? Yeah, look, in coaching, we have to be dynamic. I think uh, I'd like to see myself as a dynamic coach. I can coach with what I have. But you've got to take the player's ability and put him into your puzzle. You know, um, it's not all about what I want. It's how I can utilize the skills to the best for the team. So, yeah, um, structure is important. It's the most important thing, particularly in an indoor team. And as long as we're structural, you can play their freedom within a structure. I fully believe that players need some some responsibility and uh i know you and i spoke before about uh looking at trying to get either an saa or an sa under 21 side or something like that are you seeing enough quality here that uh we're at a place that we could do it sooner rather than later certainly sa under 21 more than likely um as i said earlier we are selecting 22 there's a massive overflow of 18 to 23 let's let's call it that 18 to 23 very talented players that will will hold the future to be honest um and again i think some new players to indoor some some here for the first time the future in indoor hockey is is bright it's for those players to take on the opportunity and we've got uh, we've got the series coming up with namibia uh, as we said six matches four of them official tests um it is the first time south africa and namibia are playing a, a test series outside of an african cup in a very very long time in indoor hockey um, when you look at that Namibian side are there certain players that stand out for you as, as the danger men yeah that Namibian side is, is talented um, the fact that so many of them are living and working in Johannesburg kind of gives me a little bit of an upper hand but at the same time players Liam Amanis Brent Cleek Ernest there are a number of quality players there and I'll tell you now, from a men's perspective, you have to respect the Namibians. They are, they are a powerful unit. And your view on, on Namibia not being part of the IPT this year? Yeah, um, we had some very good debate about, around it at the FIH, FIH um, Level 1 course. And this is, is a South African tournament. And I, I do believe that with the number of talents coming through, this is our platform for those players to be developed. Uh, as, as much as it's controversial, I absolutely think that we need to look after ourselves and the, the youth coming through. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm a, I'm a supporter of it in the current form if we are going to play test series like we do. I think then it works. I think, uh, I mean, I'd look forward to South Africa getting a test series maybe against Zimbabwe as well, uh, potentially against the Botswana or something because we want African hockey to grow. But I don't think our national tournament is the place for African hockey to grow. Um, I think it's a, a simple thing like that. Um, and again, you know, that's potentially where we can see an SA under 21 taking on a Namibia or Zimbabwe or, or something like that. All right. Um, do you find that uh, this is your, your first year that you're not able to coach at the IPT as, as the national coach, as one of the selectors? Is it frustrating uh, sometimes sitting on the side and watching because you're a man who loves to get involved? 
It's always been frustrating. Um, sometimes there are pros and cons of the job. Um, I had my first taste three years ago in the, in the school system. And yeah, it's, it's, I feel like my hands are tied behind my back and I've got nowhere to go. Um, but at the, at the same time, it's so exciting to sit down and discuss players and just your hands are itchy. Can't wait to get your, your hands dirty, prepare them, work with them, put them together, all the top, top talented players. If you can see them together, uh, it's worthwhile. That's awesome. All right, so stepping away from your national role, obviously we all know in, in uh, South African hockey the unfortunate reality is that although you're a national coach, that is not your job. <laughs> that is almost your hobby, uh, as, as is uh, hockey media mine. Um, what keeps you busy away from the, the national hockey side? Yeah, hockey again. Um, I am the head of hockey at a school in Morningside, Radial School which I run a full-time program there from under 9 to, to open A's, under, under 18. And yeah, my job there thoroughly is to, to grow the game, educate people in the game, and again, provide opportunity for youngsters coming through. We take part in PSI leagues, we host festivals, our numbers are growing every year on the year, and it's really just an exciting project for me. It's, I've started there when they laid the, the AstroTurf down from the, for the first time, um, yeah, and it was a great time for me to get involved with that school. It's a, it's a really good educational system. And it's a school that prides themselves on academics. But let me tell you something. They are talented athletes at Radio School. Oh, fantastic stuff. And I mean, we, we know the conditions of the school are great. The German men were recently here and uh, hosted a bunch of trainings at the school. I mean, that, that probably tells you enough about uh, the quality of the school. Yeah, the facilities are outstanding. There's, there's really no shortcuts. To be honest, um, to host the Germans, we hosted the Commonwealth game prep for, for the SMN. And yeah, it's always just a privilege to be able to help the hockey community. You speak about helping the hockey community. What, what would be your call out to sponsors uh, who want to get involved with the SA Indoor Hockey Men? Yeah, look, it's, it's a program. At the moment, the first thing I said to myself was, I'm going to resign from my job when I get this if I get this opportunity to coach the national men. It's a full-time job, and you spend 90% of your time putting proposals together, meeting potential sponsors, discussing plans and programs. And at the end of the day, we, we are in a place where we are not accessible to each other. You know, I can't jump on a bus and go down to Cape Town and get my whole team there as, as easy as the European nations. So our flights and those things, they cost a bit of money. And yeah, look... Anybody that's willing to help SA Hockey, any little bit counts. We are on the road to the World Cup. That in itself is, is a big task financially. And yeah, if anybody's willing to help the South African indoor hockey team, please feel free to, to get in touch with, with myself, SA Hockey itself. And we, we're willing to, to take on anybody. It's, I say anybody, but anybody that's willing to support us. And uh, where can people get hold of you? Uh, my Twitter account at D DJ Sports Coaching 4 at DJ Sports Coaching 4 um, my Facebook page David Joshua or the Bloodstalks Facebook page that's also up and running and please it's it's open for all um, the more fans we get the better and we are a team that's for the fans that is one thing that I've thoroughly encouraged it's a culture that that is deep deeply embedded in in this new vibrant group and, um, yeah, we look forward to anybody that's, that's willing to support South African Indoor. 
if we look at the World Cup, South Africa have qualified for four of the five. The one that we didn't qualify for in uh, Poland in 2011 uh, was because we didn't enter the African qualifier. But in those uh, four that we've been to, we finished 10th, 11th, 11th and 11th. Um, how, how close do you think we are to making that a single digit number? As I said earlier, I think we the Swiss series highlighted how close we are. You know, and what the possibilities are. It's it's all about preparation. You know, so if we can start our process now with the Namibian series and move on to a decent selection camp for Afcon, and and take it from there, we if without a process, we won't be successful. We can't wake up in December and say we're going to the World Cup. We can't wake up in the middle of beginning of June and say we're going to Afcon. So the players will get information monthly between now and then and the lines of communication are already open you know we need to prepare properly not just on the turf but also um, mindset conditioning all those things that that count for us and and how impactful do you think it'll be that we are hosting the african cup because obviously uh, in the previous one we went to swakopmund we are hosting here in durban um, it looks like it'll be at Danville Park due to UKZM not being available. Um, at how important is it that it's here in South Africa? Does that give us a massive upper hand? I think it, once again, puts SRK on the map. You know, the more we can host international series, important events, the more people are willing to, to buy into our program once again. And that's that's one reason why I think some form of sponsorship has been lacking, is that we need to we need to have a program that's fully fully up and running. So the crowd always plays an impact, always has a role to play. Um, the comfort of your own home, you know what, what that's like. Everybody performs better when they sleep in their own pillow. So, yeah, I think it'll play a role. But you know what? At the end of the day, we still have to perform as players. Yeah, and, and, and obviously, I mean, we, we know that... Uh, Namibia are not going to be a walkover. They're very well coached by um, by Trevor Cormack. It's got a great uh, PSI structure. Uh, I mean, they are the, the winning franchise almost every year. Um, so so we obviously uh, think it's going to be a great series. We know that with Tendai Marezzo's involved, we will be a, a competitive force. They're not going to be a walkover. We don't know if anyone else is entering at this point in time. We know that it's definitely those three. But uh, it promises to be an exciting tournament and, and you know, I, I was fortunate enough to be in Swakopmund uh, a few years back where South Africa were a dominant team and it just showed you in that final, uh, South Africa won 2-1, how close it can be against a team like Namibia. So uh, we need to be on our toes but uh, having spoken to you I already know the plans are in place and uh, we're definitely looking forward uh, to seeing you and the boys on the park in June. Yeah, it's, it's an exciting time. You know, we, we fully get up for a process, not not one it, one, not being one-hit wonders. We are here for, for a while. We're not going anywhere. This, the bloodstocks are, are back. And I think that is probably the best way we could leave this. The bloodstocks are back. June this year, they will be in action in the African Cup of Nations here in Durban, of course, before that, the end of March, if you're in Joburg, head up to Witt, 27th to 31st of March, South Africa versus Namibia. 
come and watch the best youngsters we've got, watch our experienced players, and of course, watch national men's indoor coach David Joshua leading South Africa on their road to the World Cup. Dave, thanks for uh, the time. Uh, thanks for helping me fill the load shedding uh, and enjoy the rest of the hockey down here. Ah, thanks. Always a pleasure. Thank you very much. All right. Cheers. Thanks, everybody. Chat to you soon. Oh, 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 o